Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the little flat eight Sutherland house, otherwise known as the Haven, <clears throat> located in Hythe, Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Here we are a little late today. Uh, we have Jaidwaita Swami as our guest. He's just now resting before he does a midnight lecture to the devotees in New York. We're very fortunate to have him. <clears throat> okay, Srimad Bhagavatam Mihima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami um, glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvanduritaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali, you are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistaragamad Bhagya Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, <clears throat> I bow down to you. Asadu Saduta Dayin Atini Chuchitakada Hanamunchakadachinmam Premna Rit. Kantayokspura, O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached the 24th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the renunciation of Kardamamuni, and Kapiladev has appeared, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We're beginning with text 37, and Kapiladev, is speaking.
this path of self-realization, which is difficult to understand, has now been lost in the course of time. Please know that I have assumed this body of Kapila to introduce and, and explain this philosophy to human society again. Purport. <clears throat> it is not true that Sankhya philosophy is a new system of philosophy introduced by Kapila as material philosophers introduce new kinds of mental speculative thought to supersede that of another philosopher. On the material platform, everyone, especially the mental speculator, tries to be more prominent than others. The field of activity of the speculators is the mind. There is no limit to the different ways in which one can agitate the mind. The mind can be unlimitedly agitated and thus one can put forward an unlimited number of theories. Sankhya philosophy is not like that. It is not mental speculation. It is factual, but at the time of Kapila, it was lost. In due course of time, a particular type of knowledge may be lost or may be covered for the time being. That is the nature of this material world. A similar statement was made by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. Sakaline hamahata yogonashta. In course of time, the yoga system as stated in Bhagavad Gita was lost. It was coming in parampara in disciplic succession, but due to the passage of time, it was lost. The time factor is so pressing that in the course of time, everything within this material world is spoiled or lost. The yoga system of Bhagavad Gita was lost before the meeting of Krishna and Arjuna. Therefore, Krishna again enunciated the same ancient yoga system to Arjuna, who could actually understand Bhagavad Gita. Similarly, Kapila also said that the system of Sankhya philosophy was not exactly being introduced by him. It was already current but in course of time it was mysteriously lost and therefore he appeared in order to reintroduce it. That is the purpose of the incarnation of Godhead. Yada yada hidharmasya glanir bhavadi bharata Dharma means the real occupation of the living entity. When there is a discrepancy in the eternal occupation of the living entity, the Lord comes and introduces the real occupation of life. Any so-called religious system that is not in the line of devotional service is called a dharma sangstapana. When people forget their eternal relationship with God and engage in something other than devotional service, their engagement is called irreligion. How can one get out of the miserable condition of material life? Is stated in Sankhya philosophy. And the Lord Himself is explaining this sublime system. Text 38 Now being sanctioned by me, 
Go as you, as you desire, surrendering all your activities to me, conquering insurmountable death, worship me for eternal life. Purport. The purpose of Sankhya philosophy is stated herein. If anyone wants real eternal life, he has to engage himself in devotional service or Krishna consciousness. To become free from birth and death is not an easy task. Birth and death are natural to this material body. Sudorjayam means very, very difficult to overcome. The modern so-called scientists do not have sufficient means to understand the process of victory over birth and death. Therefore, they set aside the question of birth and death. They do not consider it. They simply engage in the problems of the material body, which is transient and sure to end. Actually, human life is meant for conquering the insurmountable process of birth and death. That can be done as stated here. Mam Bhaja. One must engage in the devotional service of the Lord. In, in Bhagavad Gita also, the Lord says, Manmana Bhavabhad Bhakta. Just become my devotee. Just worship me. But foolish so-called scholars say that it is not Krishna whom we must worship and to whom we must surrender. It is something else. Without Krishna's mercy, therefore, no one can understand the Sankhya philosophy or any philosophy which is especially meant for liberation. Vedic knowledge confirms that one becomes entangled in this material life because of ignorance and that one can become free from material embarrassment by becoming situated in factual knowledge. Sankhya means that factual knowledge by which one can get out of the material entanglement. Text 39 In your own heart, through your intellect, you will always see me, the supreme self-effulgent soul, dwelling within the hearts of all living entities. Thus you will achieve the state of eternal life, free from all lamentation and fear. Purport People are very anxious to understand the Absolute Truth in various ways, especially by experiencing the Brahma Jyoti, or Brahman Effulgence, by meditation, and by mental speculation. But Kapila Dev uses the word Mam to emphasize that the Personality of Godhead is the ultimate feature of the Absolute Truth. In Bhagavad Gita, the Personality of Godhead always says Mam unto me, but the rascals misinterpret the clear meaning. Mam is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If one can see the Supreme Personality of Godhead as He appears in different incarnations and understand that He has not assumed a material body but is present in His own eternal spiritual form, then one, then one can understand 
the nature of the personality of Godhead. Since the less intelligent cannot understand this point, it is stressed everywhere again and again. Simply by seeing the form of the Lord as He presents Himself by His own internal potency as Krishna or Rama or Kapila, one can directly see the Brahma Jyoti because the Brahma Jyoti is no more than the effulgence of His bodily luster. Since the sunshine is the luster of the sun planet, by seeing the sun, one automatically sees the sunshine. Similarly, by seeing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one simultaneously sees and experiences the Paramatma feature as well as the impersonal Brahman feature of the Supreme. The Bhagavatam has already enunciated that the Absolute Truth is present in three features. In the beginning, as the impersonal Brahman, in the next stage, as the Paramatma in everyone's heart, and at last, as the ultimate realization of the Absolute Truth, Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One who sees the Supreme Person can automatically realize the other features, namely the Paramatma and Brahman features of the Lord. The words used here are Vishoko Bayam Richjasi. <clears throat> Simply by seeing the Personality of Godhead, one realizes everything. And the result is that one becomes situated on the platform where there is no lamentation and no fear. This can be attained simply by devotional service to the Personality. I shall, I shall also describe this sublime knowledge which is the door to spiritual life to my mother so that she, can, so that she also can attain perfection and self-realization <clears throat> ending all reactions to fruitive activities. Thus she also will be freed from all material fear. Purport Kardama Muni was anxious about his good wife, Devahuti, while leaving home. And so the worthy son promised that not only would Kardama Muni be freed from the material entanglement, but Devahuti would also be freed by receiving instruction from her son. A very good example is set here. The husband goes away, taking the sannyas order for self-realization, but his representative the son, who is equally educated, remains at home to deliver the mother. A sannyasi is not supposed to take his wife with him. At the Vanaprastha stage of retired life, or the stage midway between householder life and renounced life, one may keep his wife as an assistant without sex relations. But in the sannyas order of life, one cannot keep his wife with him. Otherwise, a person like Kardamamuni could have kept his wife with him 
and there would have been no hindrance to his prosecution of self-realization. Kardama Muni followed the Vedic injunction that no one in sannyas life can have any kind of relationship with women. But what is the position of a woman who is left by her husband? She is entrusted to the son, and the son promises that he will deliver his mother from entanglement. A woman is not supposed to take sannyas. So-called spiritual societies concocted in modern times may give sannyas so-called spiritual societies concocted in modern times give sannyas even to women although there is no sanction in the Vedic literature for a woman's accepting sannyas. Otherwise, if it were sanctioned, Kardamamuni could have taken his wife and given her sannyas. The woman must, must remain at home. She has only three stages of life dependency on the father in childhood, dependency on the husband in youth, and in old age, dependency on the grown-up son, such as Kapila. In old age, the progress of woman depends on the grown-up son. The ideal son, Kapila Muni, is assuring his father of the deliverance of his mother so that his father may go peacefully without anxiety for his good wife. Text 41 <clears throat> Sri Maitreya said, Thus, <clears throat> when Kardamamuni, the progenitor of human society, was spoken to in fullness by his son Kapila, he circumambulated him, and with a good, pacified mind, he at once left for the forest. Report. Going to the forest, <clears throat> excuse me, going to the forest is compulsory for everyone. It is not a material excursion upon which one person goes and another does not. Everyone should go to the forest, at least as Ivanaprastha. Forest, forest going means to take 100% shelter of the Supreme Lord. As explained by Prahlad Maharaj in his talks with his father, Sada Samud Vigna Diyam People who have accepted a temporary material body are always full of anxieties. One should not, therefore, be very much affected by this material body, but should try to be freed. The preliminary process to become freed is to go to the forest or give up family relationships and exclusively engage in Krishna consciousness. That is the purpose of going to the forest. Otherwise, the forest is only a place of monkeys and wild animals. To go to the forest does not mean to become a monkey or a ferocious animal. It means to accept exclusively the shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and engage oneself in full service. One does not actually have to go to the forest. At the present moment, this is not at all advisable for a man who has spent his life all along in big cities. As explained by Prahlad Maharaj, Hit Vatma Pat 
One should not remain always engaged in the responsibilities of family life because family life without Krishna consciousness is just like a blind well. Alone in a field, if one falls into a blind well and no one is there to save him, he may cry for years and no one will, be able, will see, see or hear where the crying is coming from. Death is sure. Similarly, those who are forgetful of their eternal relationship with the Supreme Lord are in the blind well of family life. Their position is very ominous. Prahlad Maharaj advised that one should give up this well somehow or other and take to Krishna consciousness and thus be freed from material entanglement which is full of anxieties. Text 42 The sage Kardama accepted silence as a vow in order to think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and take shelter of Him exclusively. Without association, He traveled over the surface of the globe as a sannyasi, devoid of any relationship with fire or shelter. Purport Hear the words Anagnir Aniketana are very significant. A sannyasi should be completely detached from fire and any residential quarters. A grihasta has a relationship with fire, either for cook offering sacrifices or for cooking, but a sannyasi is freed from these two responsibilities. He does not have to cook or offer fire for sacrifice because he is always engaged in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, he has already accomplished all ritualistic performances of religion. Aniketana means without lodging. He should not have his own house, but should depend completely on the Supreme Lord for his food and lodging. He should travel. Mauna means silence. Unless one becomes silent, he cannot think completely about the pastimes and activities of the Lord. It is not that because one is a fool and cannot speak nicely, he therefore takes the vow of Mauna. <laughs> Rather, one becomes silent so that people will not disturb him. It is said by Chanakya Pandit that a rascal appears very intelligent as long as he does not speak. But speaking is the test. The so-called silence of a silent impersonalist Swami indicates that he has nothing to say. <laughs> he simply wants to beg. But the silence adopted by Kardamamuni was not like that. He became silent for relief from nonsensical talk. One is called a Muni when he remains grave and does not talk nonsense. Maharaj Ambarish set a very good example. Whenever he spoke, he spoke about the pastimes of the Lord. Mauna necessitates refraining from nonsensical talking and engaging the talking facility in the pastimes of the Lord. In that way, one can chant and hear about the Lord 
in order to perfect his life. Vratam means that means that one should take a vow, as explained in Bhagavad Gita, Amanitvam, Adambitvam, without hankering for personal respect and without being proud of one's material position. Ahimsa means not being violent. There are 18 processes for attaining knowledge. In perfection, there are 18 processes for attaining knowledge and perfection. And by his vow, Kardamamuni adopted all the principles of self-realization. Text 43 He fixed his mind upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Parabrahman, who is beyond cause and effect, who manifests the three modes of material nature, who is beyond those three modes, and who is perceived only through unfailing devotional service. Purport Whenever there is bhakti, there must be three things present. The devotee, the devotion, and the Lord. Without these three, bhakta, bhakti, and bhagavan, there is no meaning to the word bhakti. Kardamamuni fixed his mind on the supreme Brahman and realized him through bhakti or devotional service. This indicates that he fixed his mind on the personal feature of the Lord because bhakti cannot be executed unless one has realization of the personal feature of the Absolute Truth. Guna Bhavase He is beyond the three modes of material nature. But it is due to him that the three modes of material nature are manifested. In other words, although the material energy is an emanation from the Supreme Lord, he is not affected, as we are, by the modes of material nature. We are conditioned souls, but he is not affected, although the material nature has emanated from him. He is the supreme living entity and is never affected by maya. But we are subordinate, minute living entities, prone to be affected by the limitations of maya. If he is in constant contact with the Supreme Lord by devotional service, the conditioned soul, living entity also becomes freed from the infection of maya. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Sagunan Samati Chaitan. A person engaged in Krishna consciousness is at once liberated from the influence of the three modes of material nature. In other words, once the conditioned soul engages himself in devotional service, he also becomes liberated like the Lord. Text 44 Thus he gradually became unaffected by the false ego of material identity and became free from material affection. Undisturbed, equal to everyone, and without duality, he could indeed see himself also. 
His mind was turned inward and was perfectly calm like an ocean unagitated by waves. Purport When one's mind is in full Krishna consciousness and one fully engages in rendering devotional service to the Lord, he becomes just like an ocean unagitated by waves. This very example is also cited in Bhagavad Gita. One should become, one should become like the ocean. The ocean is filled by, so, by many thousands of rivers and millions of tons of its water evaporates into clouds. Yet the ocean is the same, unagitated ocean. The laws of nature may work, but if one is fixed in devotional service, <clears throat> the laws of nature may work, but if one is fixed in devotional service at the lotus feet of the Lord, he is not agitated, for he is introspective. He does not look outside to material nature, but he looks in to the spiritual nature of his existence. With a sober mind, he simply engages in the service of the Lord. Thus he realizes his own self without false identification with matter and without affection for material possessions. Such a great devotee is never in trouble with others because he sees everyone from the platform of spiritual understanding. He sees himself and others in the right perspective. Text 45 He thus became liberated from conditioned life and became self-situated in transcendental devotional service to the personality of Godhead Vasudev, the omniscient super-soul within everyone. Purport when one, engage in the, when one engages in the transcendental serv devotional service of the Lord, one becomes aware of his constitutional position as an individual soul to be eternally a servitor of the Supreme Lord Vasudev. Self-realization does not mean that because the Supreme Lord and the individual soul are both souls, they are equal in every respect. The individual soul is prone to be conditioned and the Supreme Soul is never conditioned. When the conditioned soul realizes that he is subordinate to the Supreme Soul, his position is called labdatma, self-realization, or muktabandana, freedom from material contamination. Material contamination continues as long as one thinks that he is as good as the Supreme Lord or is equal with him. This condition is the last snare of Maya. Maya always influences the conditioned soul, even after much meditation and speculation. If one continues to think himself one with the Supreme Lord, it is to be understood that he is still in the last snares of the spell of Maya. The word parena is very significant. 
Para means transcendental, untinged by material contamination. Full consciousness that one is an eternal servant of the Lord is called para-bhakti. If one has any identification with material things and executes devotional service for attainment of some material gain, that is vida-bhakti, contaminated bhakti. One can actually become liberated by execution of para-bhakti. Another word mentioned here is sarvagye. The super-soul sitting within the heart is all cognizant. He knows. I may forget my past activities due to the change of body, but because the Supreme Lord is Paramatma, but because, but because the Supreme Lord as Paramatma is sitting within me, He knows everything. Therefore, the result of my past karma or past activities is awarded to me. I may forget, but He awards me suffering or enjoyment for the misdeeds or good deeds of my past life. One should not think that he is freed from reaction because he has forgotten the actions of his past life. Reactions will take place, and what kind of reactions there will be is judged by the Supersoul, the Witness. Text 46 He began to see that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is seated in everyone's heart, and that everyone is existing on Him, because He is the Supersoul of everyone. Purport that everyone is existing on the Supreme Personality of Godhead does not mean that, every, that everyone is also Godhead. This is also explained in Bhagavad Gita. Everything is resting on Him, the Supreme Lord, but that does not mean that the Supreme Lord is also everywhere. The mysterious, this mysterious position has to be understood by highly advanced devotees. There are three kinds of devotees, the neophyte devotee, the intermediate devotee, and the advanced devotee. The neophyte devotee does not understand the techniques of devotional science, but simply offers devotional service to the deity and the temple. The intermediate devotee understands who God is, who is a devotee, who is a non-devotee, and who is innocent, and he deals with such persons differently. But a person who sees that the Lord is sitting as Paramatma in everyone's heart, and that everything is depending or existing on the transcendental energy of the Supreme Lord, is in the highest devotional position. Text 47 Freed from all hatred and desire, Kardamamuni became equal to everyone because of, because of discharging uncontaminated devotional service, ultimately attained the path back to Godhead. Freed from all hatred and desire, Kardamamuni being equal to everyone because of discharging uncontaminated devotional service, 
ultimately attained the path back to Godhead. PURPORT As stated in Bhagavad Gita, only by devotional service can one understand the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord and after understanding Him perfectly in His transcendental position, enter into the Kingdom of God. The process of entering into the Kingdom of God is Tripad Bhutti or the path back home, back to Godhead, by which one can attain the ultimate goal of life. Kardabhamuni, by his perfect devotional knowledge and service, achieved this ultimate goal, which is known as Bhagavati Gati. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 24th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The Renunciation of Kardamamuni. All glories to Kardamamuni, who exemplified the perfect um, grihastha, mystic, yogi, and perfect renunciate, and went back to Godhead and had on his, on his way the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Kapila, as his son. All glories to Devi Huti, the mother of Kapila. Hare Krishna. Okay, we'll stop here. It's a little past 8 o'clock already. Goes time, goes fast. And it's going, seems to go faster and faster. So tomorrow we will start the teachings of Kapila Dev to Devahuti, these glorious chapters. But for now, we will uh, wait patiently uh, until the... Let's see. Until the reflections come from the mouths of the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. Okay, first is from Subarao Rajagopal. Subarao Rajagopal, first off the blocks today. Thank you. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading service. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. From Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Ho Maharaj, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, you, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for your undying affection and loyalty. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. Sutter Esther. Sutter Esther. Hare Krishna Dandavat Pranam. Jai Ho to you. And from Bhakti Noel. 
Hare Krishna Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for delivering the mail to us conditioned souls. Mm. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Glories to his divine grace. Thank you very much. And from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's readings of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm. Today I heard the way of bhakti. Srila Prabhupada kindly explained to us how to go back to Godhead through Kardama Muni. Bhakti is all transcendental. Yesterday, one Bhagavad Gita distributed after duty. Om Tat Sat. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot, Hare Krishna, for your undying devotional service. That's steady, steady devotion. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Yes, Bhakti Christopher, Hari Hare Krishna, thank you for being such an inspiration. I distributed my first copy of the Bhagavad Gita, and it was great. Wow, fantastic. You got the taste. Now fan the fire into a blaze, and you will be immersed in that taste. And that is what we're talking about, what the Bhagavatam is talking about. This genius plan of Srila Prabhupada to, to publish these books and then send his disciples and followers out to distribute them to their conditioned souls so that they can get the taste of giving Krishna consciousness to others. This is the real thing. Thank you so much. May this be the beginning of a career of distributing Prabhupada's books. Nothing pleased Prabhupada more than to distribute his knowledge to others because his goal of life was to make everybody in the world happy. Pretty big goal of life. Hare Krishna.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. From Subara? Yes, Subara. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Prabhupada writes in one of the purports that in current period, people who are used to live, living in big cities can't go to the forest and live. Question. How do we adopt the spirit of renunciation in current time? In the current time? Uh, by chanting Hare Krishna without offense. If you chant Hare Krishna, Ma Mantra, without offense, then you become disentangled from material attachments. Whether you're living in a forest or whether you're living in a big palatial building or someplace in between, like a little two-bedroom flat in Hyde, Kent. <laughs> but you have to be conscious by that chanting, by that inoffensive chanting, you will become conscious that nothing belongs to you. You don't, you don't possess anything. You won't become overwhelmed by the feelings of possessiveness. Because when you're possessive about the things that surround you, thinking they're yours, then you automatically are in fear that somebody's going to take them away, or how can I get more, how can I become more comfortable, whatever. Yaduchta labasan tushto. This is the principle of renunciation in the Kali Yuga. The gains which come of their own accord without your seeking them and without your making uh, intense endeavor for them. Those things should be accepted and used in the service of the Lord. That is the, that is the position of Yukta Vairagya and it can be attained by anyone in any ashram or any position of life in the material world. All right, Hare Krishna, everyone, thank you so much for these lovely reflections and, and the deep appreciation that you give me every day for what we're doing here uh, and glorifying Srila Prabhupada's books uh, is completely pleasing to the heart. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, samabeda bhaktavrinda ki jai, gor premanandi hari hari bo. See you tomorrow, same time, same place, same topic. Now we're going to hear the Sankhya philosophy, beginning with the description of pure devotional service, delivered by Kapila Dev to Devahuti. Lucky us. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.